Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, episode number 436. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Fenack. Uh, how are you enjoying it? It's quite the summer we got so far here. You know, I complained a lot about the weather not that long ago, and I'm not complaining anymore. So no, no, it was Finally. a start for us over in the West Coast, but it's yeah, it's hot now, so that's good. Um, and and that's as far as you go with weather. Um, but uh, it was good hanging out with you. I mentioned that in the last show, I think. And uh, now we're just Back keeping busy during the holidays, or not holidays, but always feels like a holiday. It, it should be a holiday for all of it us. I know I control that, but I'm still not going to do it. it. Come on, we can have July and August off. <laughs> let's oh, let's was... let's start. We're going to record the show, and then we're off for six weeks. So we'll be I'll back. Tell our some... clients that, right? If I just say it on the air, does that not make it official? Yeah, it, it, the, the, our <laughs> our team will be on skeleton crew for uh, uh, yeah July and August. <laughs> uh, don't ask any questions, but your work will be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. And, yeah. and if you're a client, just ignore all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they they won't know. Yeah. We'll we'll use AI to automate our answers. Well, that we'll get there. Well. Yeah, that's yeah really it, well. it'll just be like, well, we'll talk about it in a minute under local. There's, there's yeah. a, si a similar thing that's coming up. So true. And, and I almost feel like we talked about that recently, but anyway, let's jump into some right into SEO news. There's no, there's no non SEO news today. Um, I thought this was kind of funny. Google does this, has been doing this lately. Well, Google has re recently released a super, and this is quoting from uh, Barry Schwartz on Sutures and Roundtable, a super basic video on SEO. Now I did watch it and I agree. It is super basic. Um, and it's, it's their way of giving people a crash course in the very basics of SEO. Of course, they don't say basic. They say, this is SEO, because that's what they believe SEO should be. There's really nothing else to it. I'd be insulted, but whatever. Who cares? Um, even they know there's more to it. It's just for the average person, the average layman, they should just be creating great content, which is the essence of what they're talking about, as well as making a title tag using Google trends to find out what people want to read, making sure the content that you create is based on that, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's not rocket science the way they've done it. And it's only four minutes long. So, you know, they're not going overboard. Um, but, you know, recently they created that course too, for people to learn uh, SEO, which was a bit of a shocker. Um, I don't know anyone yet who's done it. I can't imagine it's excellent by any stretch because I'm fairly confident that aside from maybe some of the advanced issues that we do run into, um, it would there wouldn't be much of that. I think they'd be mainly leaning on ensuring like proper layout of content, maybe using um, markup. I don't know. I guess we should do it just to see. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> we have all the time in the world, right? Yeah, I'm I'm bored lately, so. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it could be a fun project though. It absolutely could be a fun project. At least check it out. I'd like to see what they're saying. Not because I think it's going to have any impact on our clients at all. There's nothing that's going to be a surprise to any of us because, well, we know what they, they use for their search rate or guidelines, all these different things. It's not going to be good, that great, but I wouldn't mind knowing. So why not? I'll put it on my late year schedule. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. So what's next? It looks like another review. Yeah. And it's, I was just saying before we started recording, it's funny how we get these Google reviews or sorry, these Google updates that 
are live and happening literally as we're recording. It's like just started, I don't know, an hour ago for us um, on July 27th. There is the July 2022 product review update. So this is, I believe, the fourth installment of the product review updates that started early last year. Um, like I said, it's happening right now. So there's not really a lot to report about it just yet. And uh, if you don't have a website that publishes product reviews, it shouldn't affect you really at all. Uh, as usual, it'll take about two to three weeks to roll up, uh, roll out. And um, yeah, so there you go. If you have a product review site and you're seeing some fluctuation in your rankings, hopefully for the better, uh, that is what's happening. Yeah, and, and, and the gist of it is simple. Uh, if you drop in rankings, it's not because of a penalty. It's because they're trying to surface higher quality product review sites. Uh, this is right out of Google's mouth. You know, they're not, it's not a penalty. It'll feel like one, <laughs> but it's not. It's just you're being bumped down because they feel others are better. And it'll be interesting to see how good they are at picking those out. And I imagine that's why they're doing so much testing with it right now or yeah. rolling it out so carefully. Like fingers crossed, they are actually trying to do it carefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, two to three weeks, at least they're not just dumping the whole thing in one shot and True. seeing what sticks. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right. There has been a Google indexing issue. I, I heard about this. Um, they had it fixed the same day, didn't they, in the morning? It, but yeah, the next morning. I think it was just under 24 hours. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to include it. Um, it's kind of old. No, it's not super old news, but it, it could become relevant for some people out there. This happened on July 15th. It was fixed early on the 16th. If you have a news-oriented website, it's probably affected you the most. Google was not indexing new content on that day, and so there was a lot of delays in getting content indexed. Uh, if you have a really active blog or a site where you're really pumping out a lot of content, you might look back at your analytics and see a dip in traffic on July 15th and wonder, what's going on? Why is Google not spidering that day? Why am I not getting any traffic? What's happening? Well, don't panic. Don't try fixing your site. It has nothing to do with you. It was just a good chance it was related to this indexing issue on that one day. Mm -hmm. So I want to include it so there's no, anyone that hears this and then looks at their analytics and sees that drop or sees a potential drop, they you know, you, you've got a reference point there. So I wonder how many of our listeners are that intense about monitoring such things. It would be interesting to know if you, if you are a person that monitors site, your, the indexation of your site quite, uh, quite often, you know, out of curiosity, just post it to our Google Facebook group. I would really interested to see who you are and what you do and and maybe we can get a discussion going about uh, that kind of thing because it does imply a level of interest in SEO and, and, and importance in your website. And I'm just fascinated to see who you are and what you do. So just an offer there. We can have a little chat. Okay, now this is interesting. Uh, Google is showing a return period on some product search results. This is what this means essentially is when you're looking at product search results in Google, um, it's going to show the product, show the price, and then below that, it'll say the return date. So essentially the return policy, um, one example would be 15-day returns. Another would be 30-day returns. And I think it's a great idea because, well, well frankly, I don't use Google's <laughs> uh, product search thing, but uh, probably because I'm in Canada and I don't find it very relevant. But if I was in the States, I think it'd be really interesting because it's a pretty important factor if you're 
having something mailed to you. You need to know that you can get it back to them quickly or within the, the return period. So I think it's interesting they've added that and a, a benefit. Uh, to those who use it, I wonder how much benefit there is. I don't know whether or not they really buy anything directly from the, the site, but at least it'll be another um, simple way for people to get to the content they like and the products they like. It, I will be curious to see how it does affect click-through rates because I feel like it definitely, if you have a good return policy, it could have a positive impact on your click-through. Like think if you are, you have your product listed and there's your competitor listed and you've got basically the same product and the same terms, but you have a 30-day return policy, they have a 15. I mean, if I'm buying and that's the, the main differentiator, I'm going with a 30, like why wouldn't you, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. If all things were equal, which never is, because um, I'd be looking at reviews. I'd be looking at well, one one example might be with big box stores. Let's say you're looking at uh, I don't know Walmart and Best Buy, and you want to buy a Logitech mouse, and it's you know the exact same model that everybody has. It's the exact same price at both stores, but Walmart lets you have a couple extra weeks to return it, which is as this random example, it might actually be true compared to Best Buy. Um, so if you're a small business where, you know, you've got your own created product or, or some niche, I don't think it'll really have much of an impact, but I think it will have an impact for big box and uh, uh, any sort of mass produced product being sold by a major retailer. Well, even smaller retailers, if it had a, a lower or a, a longer, oh, yeah. um, essentially, if, if, it, if your return policy is longer, you may earn the first review. They might review your product and your 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 page first. You know, like you said, the click through rate. So I think that would be a benefit. Um, there's more research to be done when it's vendors you don't know about or, or anything like that. But I think it still could be quite interesting. Anyway, a nice nice addition. Okay, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk some local SEO and some other files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Fenak. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at SEO101radio.com, where you won't miss a single link, and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. All right, what is up next? We've got uh, Google adding some automated messaging oh, yes. through their business profiles, FAQ. Um, I'm not sure if the FAQ before, to be honest, I should know this. Um, but now you can have you, you can add up to before, yeah. yeah, so you can add up to ten FAQs and have the answers automated when people send you a message through uh, Google Business Profile and uh, the messaging section. So 
you know, a little automation probably can't hurt. Although to be honest, I hate it when I'm doing a chat with a, a website and I get an automated canned response rather than a real person that drives me crazy, but um, definitely some benefits there. Uh, I wonder if they're going to allow you to embed that. I'm trying to see, put it on your website. That would be the smart move for them. Make a widget out of it or something. Yeah. Cause I mean, then they'd be, well, they already are technically by doing this, but kind of stepping in the zone of chatbots for websites and yeah. FAQ bots, that kind of thing. I've, I've configured one for a client before and uh, recently, and it was a lot of work. It's very useful. No, not everyone's going to love it, but it is very useful. Um, and uh, for the people who have very common questions, it's a, it's a good thing to have. Um, anyway, we'll see what happens right now. The it's a 40 character limit answers uh, for the question and 500 for the answer. Uh, plus you can include links, which is a nice surprise as well. So we'll see how that pans out. It's for Google maps and Google business profiles. So yeah. those, those links will definitely be uh, followable links for SEO, right? Of course. <laughs> yes. yes. You get those links from Google. Google's going to favor you. Could you imagine getting links from Google? <laughs> um, brother. Domain authority of 100. Come yes. on. Yes. Page, page rank 10. What was if that was a little uh, hole in their algorithm. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, my God. Oh, but, yeah. I read about this the other day, and I was horrified, but frankly, not that surprised. So there's a Google one-star restaurant review scam. And essentially what people are doing, all the most wonderful people in the world, um, they're saying that... Um, you know, I need you to give me, um, they put in a, a negative review and they say, I will remove this or update it to be positive if you give me a gift card. And the negative review is one star. Now, if people don't do that, they will leave it there and legitimately won't look good. Now, Google has been notified of this. So if you do receive anything like that, forward it to Google, let them know. Uh, they will then uh, remove that particular review, which is a good thing. Uh, I thought it was interesting. One of them said their common reason for doing this, at least their explanation is that this is the, I live in a poor country. This is the only way I know up to make money to feed my family. It's like, oh, brother. I, <laughs> I'm not saying it's impossible. That's the case, but it's unlikely. It's, you know, I'm sure there's some better things they could be doing. Uh, and, and I'm sure they're, you know, scammers aren't dumb. <laughs> and they're, they're saying that because it's clearly working in some instances. And they're not making, you know, let's, you know, they're not getting a return of the occasional business owner. They're getting a lot of returns on this and making a lot of money. And yeah, there's no sob story. These guys are making a lot of money. They're not trying to feed their family. Not that that would justify it, but. Well, and it's just, just can you imagine how many people they've hired? to leave one-star reviews and then reach out. It's yeah. like a farm again. I, it's just, it's amazing. Like the economies that Google sets up. There, there's, Invertedly. A, <laughs> there's a fascinating, for anyone out there that, that knows who Mark Rober is, he's a you know YouTuber, ex-NASA guy. And I won't go too much into detail on this, but he got together with some, some hackers, like reverse hackers who hack the hackers. And they infiltrated a bunch of call centers in India. I don't know if you saw that or not. And it, yeah. yeah, it kind of touches base on some of this sort of stuff. And it's unbelievably fascinating. Like one call center, I think they said there was making, was like $6 million a month scamming people. 
and, and there's just a lot to it. I can't go into it in this show because it's just too intense, but look it up if you're interested in that. And, and I bet it's call centers like that that are, you know, leaving these one-star reviews. It's just part of their arsenal of scams. And yeah, I'm sure there's it, think, tanks, think tanks thinking up the next dozen scams you know, too while they're working on those and they're getting noticed. It's going to start to decline the, their, their abilities to make that work. And the next one will come out. It's kind of sad if you think about it, because you've got the people that are creating these scams and running it. To be honest, they're brilliant to be able to do it and pull it off and they're hacking. It's bad, obviously, and they shouldn't do it, but they've got to be pretty smart people to do it. And if they took all that power and put it into something productive and not illegal and scamming, I'm sure they could come up with some good stuff yeah, out there. You know, it wouldn't be the, as easy. No, I, I guess, I guess. But in their minds anyway. I don't know. It's just frustrating. I couldn't but, see but fascinating. I don't know how they do it, but different upbringings, perhaps. Who knows? Absolutely. Um, and this is a, a, an appreciated update to Google Maps. Uh, they are apparently, but at least may remove selfies, blurry, or poor quality images. Now, this is not, in my experience, being uh, a big issue. I, I haven't seen a lot of them. I have seen ones that um, looked kind of awful, <laughs> like, part of the image has the actual shop in it. The rest of it doesn't like just kind of like, why did you even post this? They're doing it because they're going to get a local, uh, uh, local profile boost, you know, um, or they're a local rank, uh, quality rater. Uh, set the word for it. A local guide. Lo local guide. Yeah. They want the points, five, five the points. points of photo. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, that's usually why I think. Anyway, I'm glad to hear they're going to be removing those. Um, hopefully, they'll too, they'll start uh, paying attention to who's putting them up. If they start filtering out those images, God. am I muted? No, I'm what? just saying oh. you. Oh. You're really one of them. I, I, I am one of them, but I, I'm posting <laughs> useful photos. I, I want to get up to level eight. I'm level seven. I need like a million points now. It's like impossible. I I'm need level to post... seven too. Forever yeah. I've been level seven. It takes I think forever like, to get past that. I know you need like an extra 10,000 points or something. That's like 2,000 photos. So I'm just going to go to McDonald's after work and take 2,000 <laughs> photos. I'm just going to walk around the building. Here's the and first just... French fry. French fry. Yeah. Here's the second French fry. <laughs> hey, perfect. I'll have different French fry. Yeah. You know, like stack them. Yeah. Oh, and I don't know why I want to be level eight. Like, honestly, who cares? It means nothing, just fake internet points that don't help you in real life. But I, I don't think know. There's it's... a point where level eight, I could, I'm probably wrong, but I, I believe that there was a point where level eight, back when it was new, um, would get you invited to the Googleplex or you'd be part of the people oh. that might be for their tours and stuff and they pay for everything. And now I want to do it. I'm going to McDonald's for sure now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, part of this update makes me wonder what will happen if, they, if they're going retroactively and deleting, removing all these bad photos from you know, who knows how far back are those people that post them going to lose the points for that? And can they even track be that? Worried, I guess Scott. They could. Be worried. I know. I'm going to be back to level <laughs> six. This is not good. Oh, God. I only post good photos. Of Come course on. you do. Of course. It's all objective, yeah. though. Subjective. <laughs> it's um, all subjective. Yeah. yeah. They're arty. They're artsy. <laughs> um, now for the Mueller file. Uh, he was someone asked about counting links um, and whether or not the, the data within Google Search Console is well, just how relevant or how, how good a quality it is. Um, I go get into the actual question, that's not worth it, but the, the, the point is, uh, 
John Mueller said, quote, don't focus on the number of links any particular tool shows. There's no correct way to count links. Interpretations vary wildly. Think of links as a way that people can reach your site, not as a metric of its own. The number of links any tools shows is not a ranking factor, unquote. And that is something that's been widely known amongst SEOs. Every single dang tool has a different count of, of links. Yes, there will be some overlap, but the net is massive. It is so unbelievably massive that when they scan the net, there's just no way they can cover it all. And each one starts in a different point. So they may go and find different branches and different links. And, and that's why actually at one point we had our own tool that we, um, a friend of ours passed along to us because he was tired running it. Um, that took all of the different link reports from different products and then meshed them together and then checked each one of them. That was the time consuming and expensive part uh, to make sure they all existed and then outputted a final one, which was pretty comprehensive. But you know, that's a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of work. And there's now products out there that do that, I'm sure already. Uh, not specifically that, but the point is that was number of, how many years ago? That was probably eight years ago, at least maybe 10. Now, nowadays, it, yeah. I can't even imagine how many links you'd have to scour for a big site. Uh, it would be insane and costly. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, if you want to get into backlinks, you want to see just how you're doing. I, the only tool I can really heartily recommend, um, because I know they focus specifically on it is link research tools. You're just going to need to take a bit of a loan out to run it. Um, no offense to guys there. We did pay for it for a while, but it was so expensive. Um, and again, I see why that is a yeah. lot of computing power. And they had some really unique and ingenuity. Uh, uh, I can't speak today. Ingenuitive? Uh, yeah. Is that right? Genius, ingenious <laughs> tools, I guess I would say, that were very unique. Uh, yeah, they just did a great job. And that's, you know, that's another thing. There's some definite um, IP there that they had to protect and get paid for. Anyways, uh, the long and the short of it is don't focus number of links. Just focus on creating great content, <laughs> which Google loves to say all the time. Uh, and it, we do too. When I'm talking to clients, it's, it's, it is important. It is yep. really what it comes down to. Your only way you're going to differentiate yourself from another business is either through some, well, maybe let's say both two, two ways, ensuring that you have an ex excellent product service, and then an obvious differentiator that is impressive, but then content, really great content. And Google can't determine you've got a great product. Maybe they can through a few signals here and there, but it's still not nearly what they can do, what a yeah. person can do when they're researching it. But they can tell if your content is well-written and unique and um, has legs, you know, it's gotten reviews, it's gotten, uh, or it's being shared, it's being commented on, uh, there are links pointing to it from prop popular places. You know, there's a lot of content there that's, uh, a lot of signals there that can be helpful. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. All right, we have a question. Fire away. Yeah, so I originally was going to read the question, and I feel like to read it, I can understand it, but to read it out loud and be listening to it might be a bit difficult to follow. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase it and reword it completely. Um, sorry, Dale. 
Um, so Dale from our Facebook group, Lauren, Lauren Shaw. Lauren Shaw. Yeah, cool. Um, hopefully that's right. I think it's right. I hope so. Um, he was had a question about uh, he had an e-commerce client and they're worried about canonical tags and uh, uh, on product pages across different categories. So if you have a product that fits into multiple categories and ultimately falls under different URLs, so you have a category one slash product page, category two slash product page, and all those product pages are the same across multiple categories. What is the solution here? Should I place a canonical tag on all the the category pages or all the product pages under different categories? pointing to one singular product page. Um, and the short answer is yes. Um, you should pick the one category page that makes sense to have indexed and point your canonicals there. Uh, there is a caveat, and I believe Brenda Malone in our Facebook group also pointed this out, that Google looks at canonical tags as a suggestion, and they won't necessarily do exactly as you tell them to do. So you... The, the canonical tag is the correct one, uh, the way to go, because you do want those pages spidered. But if it's critically important that those other pages are not indexed, you may want to block them mm -hmm. or update content on them or do some other things there. But um, from the sounds of it, yes, put the canonical tag, as you mentioned in your question, and you should be okay. The other, the other uh, caveat I put in there is if each of those categories offer a different use for the same product, um, trying to think of like, just call it a widget. Maybe the widget can be used in BMWs. Maybe the same widget can be used in a tractor. Maybe the same widget can be used in a, oh, let's say they're bearings. Hey, we know a client that's got the bearings, uh, one of our yeah. own, and maybe it's a bearing that could also be used in a bike. Well, those are different use cases and each of those pages deserve their own custom written content for those use cases. And that's perfectly okay. They won't be duplicated though. And so this question, we kind of moved, uh, if you did it right. So just saying there are options and reasons for having unique content when it's the same product. Another thing to, to note too, and I don't know, I, I wouldn't change your, your, your URL structure unless it's brand new or you're still in development, but often now because the domain name and, and URL string keywords in there don't really matter too much. So even eliminating the category from the URL completely, and then you only have one product page ever um, might be the right solution. It, it may not always be. Again, it's uh, the age old, it depends situation, but maybe something to consider in your case and just eliminate those category pages altogether. But don't please, whatever you do, don't just eliminate them and redirect them and then message us back this 20 year old site that that these well-established URLs are all crashing now. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough information to give you a hundred percent answer, but it, that may be a solution. Yeah. It'll always depend because we're not actually working on this task for you. Um, all right. One additional uh, addition. Uh, I like to put out something we've learned or something we came up uh, against with a client recently. I just, you know, sometimes we get some interesting questions and interesting scenarios. This one was very simple, but very unique in that it seems so, so it seems so simple. Apparently the AHREF uh, site auditing tool. So AHREF is a uh, tool out there that helps with SEO or at least doing research, uh, told our client that he needed to have proper title at meta tags on his 404 pages. Um, and he got a little stressed out. He's like, oh my God, is this important? No, 
no, <laughs> no, just make sure you've got a 404 page and, and that it's working and yeah, sure. You can do things to make them a little better. Uh, but by all means, put that at the low, low, low point of any task. Um, and you certainly don't need a unique one for each one. Just page not found or sorry, nothing here. Let's find a better place for you. You know, something like that. I mean, just, you can be campy with it, have fun with it. The point of the matter is these audit tools do a good job generally, if it's a good program, a, a good company that they're based with, um, but not everything should be create, or treated equally. And, you know, definitely don't stress over such things. Um, if there's a major issue, then um, it usually will tell you. And I'm betting that did not say that was a major issue. You know, that, that brings up a good point where these various tools, while they have their place and they're very useful for a lot of cases, they don't necessarily replace having an actual SEO work on your site because you need someone to interpret that data and understand what that data means. And, and sometimes a non-issue can look like a really big issue if you don't understand it or you don't know it, um, or also the tools make mistakes. Um, I know, I can't remember what it was. There was an issue with Moz. And um, I was with tech support constantly with them trying to figure out why a certain issue kept appearing. It was saying there was like 5,000 errors in a certain way. I can't remember, can't remember what the issue was, but there were no errors. There were no problems. And then it turned out to be a problem with the architecture that the site was using that Moz couldn't get around. So it was finding errors where there weren't any. And the client was freaking out about it. Like, why are there all these problems? Like, well, there aren't. It just, there just aren't. But, and we've talked to tech support and the client might not know that to talk to tech support and try to track down what's going on here. And in that case, it was something Moz couldn't fix. It was kind of, I wish I had a better example. It was quite a few years ago yeah. and I don't recall exactly, but at any rate, the tools aren't perfect. And if you don't know that, you know, you rely on them and you make changes that you shouldn't make potentially. And half so. the time it's context. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's how your site was built, what your focuses are, you know, what really matters, all these things, which those tools do not do a good job of. Of they're just they're meant to do sort of a a good but vanilla job of auditing. Yeah, absolutely. Think that critically or think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not yet. Yes. Well, I'm sure there's a few that are trying, but not yet. Yeah. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes, which air twice a month on WMR.fm. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. 
Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 